Shulchan Aruch Harav, we are in Simit Tzadik Tes. We began Halacha Gimel, section 99. We began learning the third Halacha. We were explaining that a person who has drunk wine, at least a, a Revius, which is 86 cc, according to Shuri Taita, uh, should not daven until the influence of the wine abates. How does one get uh, rid of the influence of the wine? So we began explaining, Shana calls Shumafiga Sayain. Even the shortest nap negates the influence of wine. That's provided one drank only a revius of wine. Let's say a person drank more than this amount. So as we said, that if somebody drinks more than a revius, then a short sleep actually makes one even more intoxicated. But if a person sleeps at length, so then the influence of the wine will definitely wear off. So that's one way. Similarly, traveling for a mill, which is a Talmudic measure, which equals approximately one kilometer, so traveling this distance, whether by foot or riding on an animal, negates the influence of wine if one drank only a revius. If, however, one drank more than a revius and then traveled by foot, the journey will disturb him even more. If he is riding, in which instance he does not exert himself as much, the ride will cause the influence, the influence of wine to abate, even if he drank more than a revius, provided he travels three mils or more. Again, that's about three kilometers. Nevertheless, everything depends on the quantity of wine that he drinks. If he drank in quantity, he drank a lot, so then a journey of three mils will not cause the, it, the, its influence to abate. Halacha dalid for kol echad It is sufficient for anyone who is tipsy to wait until he feels that the influence of his wine has abated. And therefore, the al says, at present, we do not show caution with regard to our wines, and we pray even after we have drunk a revius of wine or more, because we feel and know that our wines are not strong. How much less is there need for concern about a slight degree of intoxication if one prays from a siddur from a prayer book? And even if one prays by heart, nowadays there is no reason for concern to the extent that one should refrain from praying when he is tipsy if the time for prayer will pass before the influence of the wine subsides, because today people do not concentrate so much while praying in any case. So, if the time for prayer will not pass before the influence of the wine subsides, so then it is preferable to wait until later to pray. Okay. Finally, by contrast, the Altarebbe says, someone who is so utterly drunk, he's so utterly drunk that he would not be able to speak before a king, should refrain from praying even in the present era. For his prayer is an abomination, as we have learned, as we learned, it is considered as if he worshipped idols. And if he did daven anyways, he must pray again after the influence of the wine wears off. This concludes Allah Chadalid and Simon Sadiqtas, section 99. We're now going to begin Simon Kuf, section 100. The requirement to prepare for the recitation of the festival prayers. There is one. Halacha. 
prayers recited on the festivals and Reish are not very familiar because they are not recited constantly, only on occasion. One must therefore prepare in advance for their recitation, literally the sadr, uh, that means to set them in order, which signifies not just mental orientation, but also verbal, verbal articulation. So one must prepare and advance for the recitation so that they will be so they will readily flow from his mouth. Nowadays it is customary to be lenient in this regard, and there are those who find the redeeming quality in this practice. They argue that this preparation is required only when one prays by heart. Whereas when one prays from a text, it is not required because one can see the text he should recite. Nevertheless, with regard to any prayer whose comprehension presents a challenge, one must certainly study and practice. His recitation before and having a text will not serve as a substitute for doing so. In particular, this applies with regard to the lyrical hymns, the piyutim, for their meaning is difficult to grasp. These are the contrived and elusive piyutim interwoven in Shemanasi and Roshan and Kippur, as well as in the prayer for Duan Pesach and Rain on Shemini Atzeres. The minig, uh, uh, Ashkenazi customs, the piyutim adorn other festival prayers as well. The obligation to prepare oneself applies even more to those leading the services in the spirit that Ebbes of Chabad would direct those serving as Chazanim for Rosh Hashanah and Kippur to review their the prayers and especially the Putim in advance every year in order to master their simple meaning and, if possible, their Midrashic, interpret- midrashic interpretations as well. This concludes Halacha Aleph and the Simin Kuf section 100 and today's share.